0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, another edition of the podcast, another commitment for LSU as the Tigers kick off their 2021 class with Hutto, Texas defensive end Landon Watson, committing to the Tigers on an unofficial visit over the weekend. I'm Billy Emboddy, with me is Shay Dixon, and Shea, uh, as LSU kicked off a big week with the dead period over, some 2021 prospects on campus, they get a commitment, in Landon Watson, what'd you think?
1: Well, I thought it was work to do. I was, I was just fresh off vacation Wild Bill, I was trying to, uh, to get my bearings back slowly, but they went after it. Uh, yeah, look, you're right, it was, I think last Thursday, the dead period ended, and then it kicks back up again this Wednesday. So they had like this seven-day stretch where they could get guys on campus, and we saw them get right out of the gates, like and Roy and Major Burns and Jalen Lee, some of the commitments, and then Zach Evans, a number of the North Shore kids, some out-of-state guys have come through uh, in recent days. But, yeah, Landon Watson was in that group. Uh, you had written an article previewing the visit ahead of time, and uh, he was one of four guys there that day. And, uh, look, you circled him in your piece. You said one of the more intriguing guys there this weekend might be – or, excuse me, that day on Monday uh, might be Landon Watson – uh, he was a guy that the staff liked a lot off of film. Um, you know, assistant director of player personnel Colin D'Angelo, uh, area recruiter Dennis Johnson. Those guys had had been on him and said, "Look, just get to campus. We want you to see things. We want to meet with you." And and so often that's kind of that final check mark, right? Like they've seen the film, they've been by him in spring ball, but getting to sit down with a kid who's you know about to be a junior, it's kind of your first time really talking with him, feeling him out, and and uh, they felt it was a good fit. And look, Billy, we were you and and Gabe and I, Gabe Brooks, um, were kind of breaking down uh, the commitment yesterday, talking about it, and kind of an Alec Bryant type of guy, maybe, but I I think either way, we'll see how big he gets, you know, if he's in that 6'2", 6'3", 230, 240 range right now, but whether he's playing with his hand in the dirt, or or whether he's a stand-up outside linebacker, uh, it's been evident, you know, from his highlights and his stats uh, in high school so far that he knows how, you know, how to get after the quarterback, and and kind of has lived in the backfield over these past two years.
0: Yeah, and the the thing I like about him, too, is, uh, look, he doesn't have Texas or Texas A&M yet on his offer list, but a couple of schools that stand out to me that identified him along with LSU early on as being somebody that they really like are a couple defensive schools that I really like in terms of their evaluations of players. TCU and Washington really stand out to me on that list. He's got a Michigan State offer as well. We like him in the top two, four, seven on 24, seven sports. And he's somebody that I think is, is kind of that tweener, right? Like you mentioned it. Can he play with his hand in the dirt? Will he be an outside linebacker or else you kind of sees him putting on weight eventually. And as somebody who's just about to enter his junior season, he's got a chance to do that over the next two full football seasons, really. So somebody that I really like in terms of uh, versatility, I think that's something we've seen LSU kind of look at when they, when they get those types of defensive linemen um, or outside pass rusher type guys. Can they play multiple positions on the line? This is an example of that. But most importantly, I think here is, It finally ripped the Band-Aid off. They have that 2021 commitment on board now, and I can see others starting to potentially follow suit after that now that they have one.
1: Yeah, I think so. They had no 2021 commits, uh, I should say, before Monday, right? So everybody was waiting for kind of who would it be, and uh, I think that we'll see quickly, as you kind of alluded – that you can fill up. I mean, as guys go through their junior year and then you hit junior days and all that, and then you're in the spring eval period. And uh, we saw, look, these guys haven't even started their senior season, the 2020 class, and they have 22 commitments right now, something in that range. So you can see how quickly it can all happen. I think that uh, I'm with you. The dominoes will start rolling and look, I'll give you another guy. And it's tough to look at offer lists in certain states and say, well, this team had an offer, because so often, and we see it with LSU, they'll take their time on Louisiana guys. They will not offer everyone out of the gate because you can't really go back on that. And as you said, TCU already had the offer out, but we'll remember a time when Dave Aranda's, one of his top linebackers on the board in the country, Josh White, got offered by LSU with heavy interest and didn't have those other offers uh, in state that ultimately came later. I'm not even sure if they all came uh, but he's risen up the rankings. He's a top 150 type guy, and and someone that clearly is just a tackling machine. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much about saying, you yeah, know, what's up with the Aggies and Longhorns in this one, uh, and more so that hey, LSU felt good about it and they went ahead and got it done.
0: Yeah, I think that's important when when you do go out of state and and. You try to get these evaluations done early. And that's one thing we've seen in the 2021 cycle. I think they've done a really good job of getting in on some of these national guys early. We're seeing some of the fruits of their labor with guys like Landon Watson, guys like Gavin Blackwell, um, some of these other top 100, top 150, top 200 guys hitting campus from way out of state this this uh, this week. And and later on this week, LSU will have a top 10 overall prospect on campus. Um, so be sure to head to go 24-7 as uh, he'll hit campus on Wednesday. We'll have the details on that. And, Shea, um, one thing I do want to talk with you about on the other side of this break is your time with Will Wade. They, fl- they flipped his press conference. I had a dentist appointment. You filled in very well. We'll touch Tag on,
1: team, but, yep. I stepped yep. into the ring.
0: Exactly, exactly. You stepped in to the ring with Will Wade, head coach of the Tigers. We'll talk a little bit more about that and a big injury uh, that Will Wade announced on
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Shea, um, you kind of stepped into my shoes a little bit in, in, my, in my environment, in the PMAC with will wade on tuesday um you're kicking off really what is the first official kind of press conference of the year as as will wade previewed their trip to spain but he really talked about his philosophy going into the year um but he bu- dropped some big injury news and that's marlon taylor's uh foot surgery that he had earlier this summer keeping him out of the trip
1: yeah and it does i mean that doesn't sound like an overly big deal the season's still uh a few months out now he said that taylor had a surgery that they like, well, wait, look, he could have played through this, but the best for his sort of a guy who went through the NBA combine stuff came out, wants to, you know, play another year and then go to the NBA draft. Uh, This was the best for his long-term stock and and certainly will help LSU this year. So they said he had a screw put in, um, gosh, I guess it was the end of May. And now he said he won't be part of this trip to Spain, which, they can go international every four years. People remember Johnny Jones took him to Australia uh, four years ago. But Will Wade's taken him to Spain. Taylor's not going to play. Uh, but he said, look, by the end of August, early September, he's going to be back on the court with us. And uh, then all should be well. And Billy, to be honest, I don't Marlon Taylor started, what, like 25 of the 30 something games. And uh, Wade said that this trip is a about bonding and and kind of, Riding what they had last year in terms of how close they were as a team, and B, finding out what he can get out of all these other guys, you know, whether it's giving more minutes to Darius Days or uh, seeing what Trenton Wadford and Cortez Cooper and Andre Hyatt and James Bishop and uh, all these kids who were either on the team last year and didn't play a ton or about to be playing for the first time, um, giving them the minutes and seeing what they can do. As he said, I don't need to go to Spain to play. Javante and Skylar thirty minutes and feel better about myself. So, uh, not I don't think it's a huge issue that Marlon isn't going to be on the court, and I think it'll be. I think fans are interested to see as much as the coaching staff is is what this new signing class and what the guys who um, were kind of a little bit buried on the depth chart a year ago, uh, some of them shirted, You know what they can do this year.
0: Yeah, I think for for Will being able to get James Bishop into an actual game environment. And especially if he wants to play up tempo, like he mentioned a little bit more this year, he mentioned Auburn and kind of how they went to a Final Four. We'll touch, we'll touch on that in a in a couple seconds. But getting James Bishop into the into that atmosphere where he can um, you know run the team a little bit more because he is going to factor into that you know three guard rotation um, that that Will Wade does like to do in his backcourt in terms of primary ball handlers. So getting James Bishop that work, getting Emmett Williams even more into the game and and being in a featured role as will wade said on on tuesday uh he's up to 230 now he's shooting the ball uh from three-point range he's expanded that part of his game he's he made 500 three-point shots a day really is is what his kind of average has been so you um,
1: explained that well it sounds ridiculous but they're on basically a jugs machine so it's not as crazy to think if you're just sitting there putting up the
0: shots exactly and That's the thing if you can because you can actually make these machines shoot the ball out you out to you at like force every four seconds. So these guys can catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. And that really just gets them. So if you do, you know, every five seconds, right, that's, you know, two shots every 10 seconds. So that's, uh, you know, 30 shots or whatever a minute. The math is totally wrong. I had it. That you math. I had it much better on the board. But basically, in two hours, you can put up 1,200 shots. So if he's making 500, let's say, in two hours, just he and a ball in the gym, that's pretty darn good. And, and that's the way these guys get better. And, and a lot of them just go into the gym around 11 o'clock at night. It might just be them. It might be another player on the other side of the floor doing the exact same thing. But they're just getting that work in. They got the music going. Um, and that's how you develop. And, and that's what Marlon Taylor's been doing over these these summer months uh he's just been an absolute monster and that's going to allow them to stretch the floor both horizontally vertically and and really play up and down a little bit more too and and have these big men on the other teams you know the true rim protectors step out and have to guard guys like emmett and guys like darius who we know can shoot the three effectively and and look that creates a totally different style of play which is what will wade wants this year
1: Well, yeah, I mean, go bring up the roster right now on, you know, go to go 24-7, look at the basketball roster. They've got one guy who's over 6'8", and that's a brand new player. It's Watford, you know, who you would, you know, is one of the best rebounders in the history of the state of Alabama, but he's also now your tallest player. And so there's a flip side or two part to this. A, which we'll let you follow up, or let's lead off with this. A, he wants to be a faster team. He wants to shift the philosophy a little bit. He wants to get up and down more, not as much um of the ball screen stuff at the top of the key but uh more just playing an open game like he said the lane is not going to be clogged up for us this year like uh we've had in the past and uh he feels as he said you mentioned it a great backcourt that he said i already have five guys i know can roll Uh, and if we're adding more to that we have one of the best backcourts in the country so he's and he's very confident in javante handling the ball and skylar sort of being um you know uh, what skylar was the guy who can kind of calm you down out there and and get points for you whatever it might be um and then b he said we're we have two spots we're still gonna add a big man i don't know who it'll be you know he did he's he can't speak on it obviously but he sounded very confident he said before the season starts we will have you know a center or a big man whatever you want to call it uh on the roster and we'll be kind of tracking to see who it might be
0: yeah exactly we'd we kind of dropped on go 24-7 on Monday, got some bad news. Vali Dante doesn't really look like he's going to be heading LSU's way. I put my crystal ball pick in on Oregon to land him. So not necessarily great news for LSU, but uh, we posted a while back, look, Will Wade has kind of a pecking order of guys they've been in contact with. So we'll see if that big man gets in in time to you know, be on the trip. That would be beneficial to him. But look, I, I think, and as Will put it, their, start, their, their starting five is bigger than the Houston Rockets, and they were one of the best teams in the NBA last year. So well, that's, that's kind of, yeah, the game is changing.
1: He said the same thing about Auburn, too. Now, Auburn played great. And we're shooting lights out through the tournament. But he said, look, I can I can put you together a roster that looks just like Auburn's, that's a little bit bigger, and is just as skilled, and they went to a Final Four. So I guess his point was is that, look, if we don't have Bigby Williams and Naz, and we don't have Someone that you know is identical to, for instance, Bigby Williams game, he doesn't think it's the end of the world,
0: yeah, exactly. And and will wade never short on uh confidence, that's for sure. Uh, he sees LSU look being a super talented team, a blue collar team that plays hard, and it'll just look a little differently this year. And, and we'll have to see how that looks. Hopefully, we get some videos from Spain as they hit Barcelona, Madrid, and some other other spots over there but uh shay thanks for thanks for sitting in at the pmac uh for me on on tuesday i
1: booted up i was there i i checked in front and center in fact i sat like five feet from him and just put a camera in his face and filmed it the whole time i felt terrible he's probably like who he knows who i am but he probably hit me with that what are you doing here look
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, he didn't he didn't ask about me i'm sure no, low, uh, no so. <laughs> it was uh
1: it was look uh, much of the he was in and out but uh much of the media asked um uh, is Billy going to be okay? And and why are you here? Or actually, I think they anticipated. They're like, "What is some big news about to break? What are you doing at basketball?" <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, we we've been uh, we've been having our our fair share of the big news on on Go Twenty Four Seven lately. Big uh, big promo weekend. We had Juaquelyn Roy and Landon Watson commit, so it, it's been a big weekend for us. So we're kind of used to that. I, I like the quiet though. Hopefully, we get a couple days of it.
1: Yeah, jump back into the dead period and get into uh, to some real football, fall ball. So uh, I'm pumped. Camp starts Friday. So uh, everyone be sure to uh, to be on the site plenty.
0: Exactly. We'll have you guys covered on all your camp coverage. Uh, Sonny and I are going to break down fall camp ahead of time on another podcast later this week before they hit the field. And then, Shay, you and I will kind of wrap things up uh, on the week as Ed Ogerona will probably meet with the media following the first practice. and we'll get our first look at the 2019 Tigers. So everyone, keep it locked on Go 24-7. Hit the subscribe, rate, and review button on the podcast. And we appreciate everyone that signed up during our 3-for-1 promo for ahead of fall camp. Uh, hope you guys enjoy all the coverage. Shay, uh, I'll see you out on the, the practice field. I, and
1: we will deliver the messages straight to the people. I'm excited about it. Football's back. I got my basketball talking. Now let's talk some football.
0: Exactly, exactly. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great rest of the week.